0: Welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times allowing ourselves to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am one of your hosts, nobody, no Dave Gurney, and (laughs) with me is... Joe Hilliard. (laughs) And Carlos Cooper. And and I've just let slip uh, part of what we're here to do, but uh, the other part, we really need to get something in our glass. This is where we start every time. Carlos. Yeah. uh, So,
1: first, I believe from McKellar Brewing out of San Diego, California, Uh, new brewery to the show, if I'm not mistaken. Anybody want to correct me on that one? Uh, Joe will do the research. I think we've had a McKellar beer. Okay, then we've certainly had his brother. My memory is terrible. Uh, This is a limited series, Double Blush Imperial imperial underlined <laughs> berliner style weiss ale uh with raspberries and coffee very interesting combination for a sour i would say yeah um
2: how do you spell their brewery name it
1: m-i-k-e-l-l-e-r wait mm-hmm. see that's m-i-k-k oh there's two k's L L E R. thank god there's not three
2: thank you yeah, no. That, woo, <laughs> that would push us over. It's yeah. our first because it is our first. Thank okay, you. Wow. Yeah. Thank I I guess you. it's
0: just because we have had sure. Evil Twin. Evil Twin is the brother to Mikeller. Okay. And they are notoriously Of which we have had several. Uh Evil Twins. Rivals. Oh. They they are sibling rivals. I see. They they do not like each other. They don't collab. They have separate breweries. So yeah. Uh, now, okay, now you have to say more because that's not enough. <laughs> that's about all I know. I just, but, I just, it's in like, what way are they affiliated? They're brothers. Oh, they're li- they literally, literally brothers. They are literally born okay. from the same parents, but, and they've both become brewers. And
2: they were both I'm itinerant brewers for what, like brewing uh, at other facilities
0: mostly, but more recently developed their own stuff and yet they hate each other apparently. So it's
1: kind of like how in Johnny Tsunami, the guy that owns the snowboard shop on one side of the mountain and then the yuppie ski guy on the other side of the mountain are actually brothers, even though they've been feuding for years. Yoink.
0: Is it, I feel like this is another millennial moment on this beer very much and a movie. Is. Okay. What, what is Johnny tsunami? You're is that welcome a cartoon?
1: Millennials yes. for that reference. Uh, that's a dirty ass glass show. Um, Johnny Tsunami was like a Disney Channel original movie okay. about this kid like, who grew up in Hawaii uh, but all he was doing oh. was surfing and he was like blowing off school and stuff and his dad who was like this very strict like you need to do good in school typical kind of hardline father uh, sent him off to no actually they they moved is what it was. He got, a, <laughs> he got a job and moved. Johnny wanted to stay behind with his grandfather. And he's like, no, you need to move. This, I'm going to put you in this great prep school. But it was in a place that has a lot of snow that is landlocked. Oh. And so he was like, brah, surfing's my whole life, How bruh. are you going to be a surf bra?" But then if he you're... snowboards.
0: He's a snowboard oh. bra. Oh, that's that's the surfing up the He rides different waves, Mike. Yeah, guy. yeah.
2: Did y'all say what beer we're drinking while I was fervently researching? (laughs) Double blush, yes. We talked about that.
0: Uh, Raspberries and coffee. Yeah. Got it poured. Definitely smelling the raspberries. Are you getting coffee? No. A little bit. (sighs) I will say, though,
1: only one man would dare give me the raspberry.
2: (laughs) Uh, We're talking about the film Nobody tonight. Yes. And contextually, I've... I've hung in there with Bob Odenkirk ever since I put a name to a face with Mister Show mm-hmm. and Curb Your Enthusiasm. He makes a great appearance on there, and then oh, that's right, into um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. Better Call Saul. Yeah. Right. So I'm very fond of Bob Odenkirk. Mister Show, I think, is an un unknown classics. I mean, what am I trying to say? Underappreciated bit of television brilliance. Yes. Um, and and even before that, the stuff on the Ben Stiller show. I
0: mean, he, right. he yeah, he he's he's sort of a sketch comedy icon from the 90s. Yeah.
2: So this trailer came out uh, months ago and kind of shifted, shifted, shifted as they COVID figured it out. And when it came out forever ago, I was sold from the get go. The producers, writer, you know, the, the the team behind John Wick is collaborating with Bob Odenkirk to play. And I know that we have to talk about the style at some point. So let's just get started with the opening montage of quick shot edits from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. That shows you in three weeks that he's living a monotonous life of riding the bus to work. Missing the garbage truck. What, what seems- that garbage is over. <laughs> I mean, like- um, Checking in with his boss, his father-in-law, uh, doing menial accounting, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking the bus back home, cooking dinner. Yeah, distant from the wife. Bang, 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 bang. Three weeks in a row. Right. Perfect setup. Economical. We understand what we need to know. They have a home invasion. We think we do. He does not act in a a kind of macho, gonna kick the ass. In fact,
0: kind of pulls back. Where he has. There's a
2: moment where it seems like he could get the drop on her with that golf club easily, and then backs off, decides not to. His son, the officers, they all think he's kind of a pussy. His next door uh, neighbor. Well,
1: one of the officers said you did the right thing, but then the other guy. But looks he's at like, him. but he's
0: clearly the beta, and then the alpha cop sure. is, yeah. you yeah. know. But he's also <laughs> the
1: right, probably the right one in this situation. Oh no! I,
0: I absolutely. I mean, anybody watching this film Minimize thinking the that violence. You you want to have the Bob Odenkirk character uh, uh, <laughs> as your role model? Not good. No, <laughs> because there's other stuff about this character that gets revealed that that makes
2: it all work. Well, if he um, gets pushed to the brink. Y- yes. and snaps his yes. kid basically calls him a bitch and, and he decides to take revenge but it's not and the that's... kid
0: it's not the kid who calls him it's it's the kid who doesn't have the kitty cat bracelet yeah the kitty cat bracelet love that love that moment but where... his son too keeps looking at him well like, I know sure. but the thing that makes him break the thing that actually gets him to leave the house there and make that cha- make that decision oh, that yeah. puts him on the path yeah. is the kitty cat bracelet yeah. right
2: so he goes out to retrieve just it like, just like a lost puppy right and, and we learn so much about this killed dog killed dog in. killed dog they killed
0: Sorry, Joe. That's
2: no, fine. We learned so much about this nobody that he is a ex auditor, uh, ex fixer for, I guess, the same organization that John Wick is involved in. There's a lot of clues. That I think there's... it was government, wasn't it? It, it is. is. He, says he, CIA. he
0: works. I think he worked as a freelance auditor right. for like all of the acronym agencies CIA FBI all the three letter agencies ATF but I you're right there NSA. even before the film came out there was talk that this could be something that did a crossover of the, the John Wick universe mm, right. yeah
2: um, and uh, then uh, allow the kind of style that we've come to know uh, not with John Wick, but that John Wick has crystallized into its own style. A lot of fast... Uh, hand-to-hand combat and a lot of weaponry and in this case uh, booby-trap weaponry gun foo. His father yeah. is uh, played by Christopher Lloyd He just kind of chills in a retirement unit retirement Ooh. center Legend But he's ex-FBI and tells his son to, he, you better go get to do what you gotta go do And so you got, like action set pieces a Russian oh, anyway so he goes nuts on a bus and kills and breaks the bones of many, many men. One of them happens to be the brother of a Russian mobster, who happens to be the watchdog currently of their cash uh, reserves. The Obshak. exactly. And it's a uh, John, White, uh, John Wick cut and paste with a interesting, enjoyable lead in balls-to-the-walls action and gunplay and and violence that we've come to love and adore from the John Wick franchise.
1: I feel like harping on how similar it is to John Wick has given away your feelings
0: about this film already.
2: Oh, I haven't given anything away. I'm just getting started.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about it in that way. You didn't think about it as a John Wick-like film?
1: I mean, I didn't think of it as something that was like, Trying to rip it off, or that was blatantly
2: trying to. Well, I, I mean, the, the, the uh, pedigree and the trailer kind of demonstrate that we're doing it, but we're going to twist it on its head by offering not Keanu Reeves as right. the lead here. Right. I, I
1: didn't that, that was not where my head was at with this movie. Oh, okay. Well, where was it? Uh,. Falling Down
0: meets okay. Crank. I've heard a lot of people mention Falling Down. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it has an element of that. Though once you understand his backstory, that well, it goes away a little bit. But yes, the, it, well,
1: it definitely does go away. But push but, to the break. But the conceit from the jump is like it, even just going on what it's the title of the film right. is basically that. But they were like, what if we did that and then we twisted it into something else yeah. but like take this thing of like you know someone who goes postal or something like that you know uh-huh uh, which when i learned the like root of that phrase was really funny kind of not funny but like sad strange sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah. but uh, but anyhow um and so whereas whereas john wick's whole thing it, I don't know. I I just feel like the John Wickness is more about like. I guess it is kind of similar. But I mean, it, it's
2: well, we don't have to get hung up on it. I mean, well, no, I, but the, the, the for, film, the film you, has. I no, mean, you no, mentioned no, it about know, fourteen it, times. There's no, analysis, so. there's no apologies for it, and nor do I think that there need to be.
0: No, I think I think it's a. I think it is definitely there's a similarity. It's in the same universe. It makes there's sense. A, yeah. The
1: I just feel like the things that I think of it at like as having. Been influenced by predate uh-huh. John Wick, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it. I think it's a little bit coming out of the kind of old school vigilante Death Wish yeah. kind of thing, which we've covered. We we did I, the, the remake of Death Wish way back. Way back. Um, we, you know, it. We've done John Wick like so. The, these are these are familiar territories in some ways, but I think Bob Odenkirk of any of them being the most unassuming and most unexpected. Kind of actor who's going to be playing a character that initially seems like a schlub, but then yeah. turns out
2: to be this elite assassin. And the only way he can do it is if he can carry the action, uh, a- a- f- filling the shoes of that previous identity of his. Right, and, and it's all famously known that he trained for two years to you know be able to do all of the most of the scenes himself. He wanted to be on camera, mm-hmm. and I think he pulls it off great. Yeah, it starts in the bus when he is, I mean, pushed to the brink, has his guns, six like, revolver in his pocket mm-hmm. and is on the bus with a couple of people, one of them being a female riding alone and five, six hooligans crash their car and get on the bus mm-hmm. and which I found
0: so odd. Yeah. Oh no. That that whole sequence was totally (laughs) surreal. Almost. But you know, that's but that's those like sort of conveniences that you know kind of come up in a John Wick like film, or you know, it's just yeah. Of course, the bad guys are
2: going to show up at the right moment. David, if you are going to show up. For a film like this, you can't you can't think about those things. No, you can't. You can't think about those things. But that's when he goes into full ass kickery, and you get to see this doesn't seem likely that a guy who you know has has lives this lifestyle is going to be able to do what we as an audience already know he's going to be able to do. And it's fast, tight inside of a bus, hand to hand combat that has like three acts it's a three-act structure to this fight thing it gets blown out the window you think it might be over nope he goes in to, to finish the job <laughs> i mean I, I, and for all of the reasons that i like the john wicks and the diehards and we could go on and on i loved every minute of those sequences i loved them i think it was all really well done i mean i think
0: odenkirk pulls it off as an actor i think in a way that i expected in the dramatic moments um but then bringing it into the action which i've never seen him really do before was pretty fun and it did give a little charge like it's one thing to see keanu reeves activate action star mode yeah we're used to that you know I mean, we're, he's, we're he's used done to it. it that's what that's what he's partially known for you know yeah and uh you know or even action charles star. bronson or you know w- w- bruce willis i mean these other figures who we've seen do these sorts of things um but odenkirk is just somebody i never until i heard about this project never I mean, thought i'd see do this
1: literally started on like a highbrow sketch comedy show right
0: yeah no.
1: and as imagine david cross as an action star i mean sure. they were the same right. you know and,
0: and even when he expanded himself as more of a dramatic actor with the you know some of his stuff in better call Saul, Yeah, there was a klutzy physical element to it that lent itself to what we know him to be yeah he, the, kind he of still comedian. played to type in a lot of yeah. ways but this is just a whole different thing and he handles it so well really, it's really not well. like
2: it's worth it's worth seeing i think for
0: his performance absolutely he
1: absolutely. strangely has the face for it just put a fi- some 5 o'clock shadow on him and he has this kind of grimace about him and yeah. this kind of like heart- he he seems to very effortlessly ease into this look of like a hardened mm-hmm. person like someone who has been beaten down and survived it only to become that much more rock solid on the exterior, this impenetrable fortress of a man mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I did not expect yeah. him to, to be. Um, okay, let me ask you guys, Well, I'll, and then second, I'll say, love watching Christopher Lloyd shoot guns. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, to me, in my experience, and you know, I've seen his some of his older work. I mean, maybe I haven't gone back as far as like going south or something like that, uh-huh. but I've still seen. He is some. I've seen you know, Cuckoo's Nest and stuff. Sure, he is someone who was born eighty years old in my eyes. Like he is, yeah. he has never not been an old man. Kind of the same way Steve Martin was. Like Steve Martin. Grade so early and always and never had quite a like boyish way about him that right. he was always just an old man even when he wasn't that old he's like oh yeah he's like some old guy you know? yeah <laughs> um and so watching christopher lloyd like shooting people with shotguns and, oh yeah like stuff was fucking badass yeah, yeah. yeah. uh i i loved loved it yeah it, Especially when they try to come come for him in the home. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and all of a sudden, just like, in yeah. that, that shit was hard. <laughs> no, that was great. Uh, that was great. But I want to ask you guys a question. <laughs> There's this comic book that I read that got adapted into a show uh, starring Christopher, Christopher Melanie uh, about a detective who's like a drunk and I think a drug addict who has this... Uh, I think it's a bird that follows that he hallucinates that follows him around that in the show is voiced by Patton Oswald. Oh. And it's kind of like someone he bounces off like to fucking solve crimes or mm-hmm. know, do whatever the fuck. Uh it's been a while. Um but I thought that the stereo was Was that that kind of motif. Did y'all think that? Did y'all think
0: that it was a a ham radio
2: kind of thing? It looked like a stereo to me. It did.
0: No, I I was thinking ham radio. I I thought shortwave radio, he was talking with some other, like former operative from his past before I realized he had a brother who, Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. To me, it just looked like a stereo receiver because he was listening to music before the voice
0: comes in. Well, he was playing it. Right, because it, it, he comments on it, he says like, "Oh, you're sounding really good." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're playing uh, music
2: to each other or just on their own little radio station. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah.
1: it. it sounded like he like put a record on, and yeah. then all of a sudden this voice cuts in and is like, right. rah, rah, and he's like. I don't know. Not like, just
0: any voice either. It's the RZA. The RZA, the, RZA. RZA. the Razor. Yeah. The when genius. He, I, I loved seeing him show
2: up, too. Oh,
1: he was great. Fuck. As soon as I heard his voice, his... I, I missed his name in the credits in the title card, yeah. and I heard it, and I was like, oh, shit, that's RZA, kind of.
2: yeah. And He has and, a spectacular hallway uh, one on five yeah. hand to hand combat scene where he yeah. puts yeah. the silencer in the guy's mouth and unscrews it. Yeah. And
1: that shit was hard. Puts and, the
2: gun over his shoulder and shoots it and lets the recoil hit the other guy in the face. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. All within three seconds. Yeah, super it's fast, fantastic.
1: And Kylie had seen his name in the credits. And uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, his name was in the credits. I was like, fuck, I missed that part right, of it yeah, somehow. Right. But yeah, so thrilled to see the. Re- I, this is, I feel. I mean, I like seeing him in movies um, a lot. He, I mean, I don't know that he was that he's a leading person. I don't like the the man with the iron fist has its like kind of charms about it. I guess, mm-hmm. but this is where he thrives. This is where I love to see someone like him pop in who's like not an actor but still has like a natural charisma yeah. about them mm-hmm. and is like fun to see and stuff because he doesn't have to do a lot not a lot of heavy lifting on his right. part but just gets to come in have some fun and then dip.
2: <laughs> I, I feel remiss if we don't talk about two things number one how about that vinyl the room with the vinyl in it i mean just a dream a fantasy that's a fantasy and then number two it was I, hard as fuck whenever the needle ignites the fire. Yeah.
1: It's like, fuck well, yeah. Well,
0: so right before then, though, weren't you a little bit pissed off the way so you put mad. that record back? he just... I mean, he just
1: uh, unsleeved, <laughs> oh. just throws it in a... Oh, it I could my hear, Now, I'm,
0: I went to the theater to see this. I could hear... <laughs> oh, somebody. Whoa! I, whoa, hold on! Yeah,
1: hold, hold on! on hold, hold on!
0: Buried the lead! Okay, well, I went to the theater to see this thing.
1: First, first theater... or First, like...
2: We're gonna interrogate non, you now.
1: Non, like...
0: First of the you, right, uh, just yeah. First, no, like okay. normal so you're, you're
2: fully vaccinated, yes. Did you go by yourself? I went with a friend who's also fully vaccinated. Did y'all sit next to one another? We did. I was not that friend, no. Did you <laughs> mask? Uh, you would have known. Did you eat?
0: Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Why not? Popcorn? I, d- it was It was kind of a just Were you timing on the front row? wise, no. It oh, was cinemark. I'm sorry. It was cinemark. Oh, okay. Um, so how, how did it feel? How did it go? It felt really good. And it, and it was a good movie to see on the Hell big screen. Yeah, it, was. it was fun to yeah. see an action film as the first real time back. But before I lose the... Yes. the what I was going to say is that there was somebody behind me who was kind of gasping when that happened. And I at the end of the movie, I wanted to get up and say, like, that was pretty shitty putting that vinyl. Like, just sliding that yeah. unsheathed vinyl yeah. onto the shelf. And she's like, I mean, I could just imagine the
2: connection we would have had. But, yeah. we, you know, anyway... Um, I said two things. I yeah. meant three things. Number two, this movie's ninety minutes long, tight. It, it is the perfect length, nice and tight. Yeah. They could have made it two hours and ten minutes long. They sure. could have put more backstory in. They could, you know, right. shown more strife within the marriage. They stripped I mean, it look, down, and I think it goes right back to our Godzilla versus Kong talk. Yeah, they could have stripped that thing down to make it two much better than it was yes to your
1: point about the marriage though and one thing that this film does really well which is why it's a tight 90 minutes or 93 or whatever it was is that i've never seen something as devastating as a pillow barrier (laughs) between two people sleeping. (sighs) it was so fucking sad okay but but hold on hold on i i'm almost done with my point it's those types of visual things that in an instant, oh, tells us what we need all to know. About economy of story. In an instant, tells us what we need to know about their relationship, and so they we don't need more backstory. There. We don't need to know what has caused the marriage to dissolve. No, and, and we know the, that it's yeah. High, that opening opening montage. David has a problem. I David's have a problem. problem. I gotta say,
0: I have. I agree that it got the point across very easily. But then, but then, once it becomes apparent that she's fully aware who he really is, yeah, right. She has a, like, it's like the old why. Days. Why have they gone cold? Why, for the last, I mean, we're to assume three or four years, yeah. has she and he, why have they? I mean, I hear what you're saying, Carlos. I don't know that I want the movie that bogs down in those details, but right. the fact that they use that, I know why they use it as a setup, right? It makes him even more pathetic. He, He's like having no sex. He's got no respect from his his son. His his daughter seems to still look up to him. Of course. Um She's too young you know, to know better. He doesn't have his own vehicle. He's taking public transportation. I mean, they're doing everything
2: they can to emasculate this character.
0: And, and he
2: says he says himself, I think I overcorrected. When I'm when I decided to step away right. from that high action lifestyle, right. I overcorrected. Right. But I think where we're getting at is that they're the movie, when it's not giving you just balls to the wall action, is trying to make some kind of point, and and I think that's where we're headed. Maybe <laughs> I disagree maybe. with that. I don't know. But Suburban I, misery.
0: I, I I think I what, don't
2: know if it is. I think it's more just trying to chose, do the bait and
0: switch. I think it's trying to get you to yeah, think. Except
2: that he chose exactly that he could have taken one of those gold bars and put them in a nicer home and not had to work for the father in law. and but then right, not some, taking the bus.
1: Have some explaining to do tax wise. Now, I think... Mm. I mean, come on. Like,
2: he could have a menial job that's not working for his wife's family. That is a terribly emasculating concept.
1: But that's the whole point of his. game. I'm not going to get bogged down on that. I think that a big part of It's a of good the, question. It's a, I think a big part of the reason that it's not more in-depthly explored... Is because they want a franchise, like they want sequels. They can explain it later. They want in bits and pieces. I mean, because you know, you see, spoiler alert. At the end, him and his wife are buying a new house or whatever, mm-hmm. and maybe Needs a basement. Ma- maybe he stays. <laughs> maybe he stays in that. He, he gets you back into call. the business. Maybe he just. Accepts the fact that he is who he is and he can't change and he can't fool himself. Right, and so then him and his wife are in it together. Yeah, and then maybe you get some more backstory but, about that kind of situation. I mean, I I think that I think I think they want sequels, and I think I'm that sure for this do. for this first one, the basic
0: understanding is enough. Like that's that's what yeah. we need to know. I could buy, I buy everything else. It was it was simply when they reconnected. And it was so easy. And then I was like, well, then why did you spend X amount of years distant and unable to... Maybe th- th- it's that lifestyle that attracted well, her. Well, I don't know. You that, know? Which one? The auditor
1: lifestyle? Yeah. And she should have... Like uh, that he was exciting and he was, uh, you know, brave, strong, yeah. daring kind of yeah. thing. And then his desire to get out of that it's, life after the experience yeah. Yeah. that he had, which they, we do get some backstory as to why he right, left a little right. bit. Uh, sure. Maybe that was more of his decision rather than her encouraging him to live a safer life. He wanted that more than she did. Yeah. And it's him forcing that more sedated lifestyle on, on her, her when yeah. that's
0: not what she got into that relationship right. for. Right. And to into the credit of the like the, her she doesn't get a whole lot of screen no. time. She Which doesn't is get a whole lot of development. It's Connie like, yeah, she's good and when she is there, it's you know so maybe you're I'll right. Take the maybe kids as, somewhere safe. <laughs> maybe as the franchise goes on, w- we might get to see that maybe sure. she was an more. Maybe she was. Maybe she'll become more a partner to him in the next one. Mr. Where and Mrs. Smith style.
2: Right. I think it's all leading up towards John Wick meets uh Nobody. I think you're it's, really
1: on this John Wick thing. No, no well no, no, it is. It I is. mean, it's, that, it's the that's guy a who real wrote John Wick. No, that's a real he, thing they have said whispering. That it's in the same universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, they have said that. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. Okay.
0: yeah no, well, this it, all makes more sense. The gold bars. I mean, I mean there's a lot
2: of similarities.
0: We're we're only dealing with like franchise universes nowadays. It's you right. know that, right? That's we, right. We're watching the MonsterVerse. We're watching the WickVerse. We're watching. Next week we're gonna do Winnebago, which
2: takes place in the Nomadland universe.
1: I like this much less now. I'll say, knowing that. A I, critical fact we should have kept from you i apologize i'll tell you what though i might not have even watched this movie if you had known that if i had known who directed it uh did the, you
0: see hardcore uh, fuck, is it hardcore no. henry or hardcore Harry? henry fuck okay. no Uh-oh. i, I haven't seen it
1: dr- i was adamantly opposed to hardcore henry yeah fuck you for shooting a movie in first person <laughs> fuck you but you haven't watched it
2: I don't need to. Hey, I saw that. This is my
1: review of a movie I haven't seen. Gus, Fuck you. Gus Van Sant does
2: the same thing very effectively in Elephant. Oh, but that's a that's a different thing. Maybe they go a first first person shooter mode during the assault of the school. It's effective as hell.
1: Yeah. Well, it I, has a more poignant
2: reason anyway, behind it. I haven't it seen it either. I Hardcore Henry, Hardcore
1: line. Henry is like here's a here's a movie in the style of the video games you play.
2: I, I don't want the holes of our cinematic viewing to be the theme of the show, but I mean, <laughs> Hardcore Harry is one for me. Henry. Henry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Henry. No, Harry and the Hendersons. That, that <laughs> one I have <laughs> seen. That is, that is cinema. And the last thing I'm going to say is the villain in this movie is weak as hell. It is, that's uh, this caricature uh, dancing monkey Russian thing. I, I, I kind of like, you know, actually, I was fuck. thinking about it and I'm like. But, but you... we don't think about these things in a movie like this. We can't.
0: Well no, but I did. And and I think what I thought <laughs> David, about no. was the one ethnicity slash race that you can villainize and put up there as just being evil from the get go,
2: Russian.
1: Russian.
0: You can you or can
1: still Eastern have European
0: like, of some kind.
1: We In
2: the nineties we had true lies era where you could go with Middle Eastern yeah, terrorism. No, Eastern. no, I mean and those are still go
0: tos for a lot of films, but if you're you a thinking though. filmmaker, mm-hmm. the only place you can go, I think, Kazakhstan. is Russian.
2: Oh. <laughs> right.
0: yeah because who's
1: who's gonna malign you for that who's gonna be like the russians i don't know man they've gotten a bad yeah, shape they've had know? a bad rap no, no no russians they have
0: been unfairly portrayed yeah uh, Rocky I mean, Three. Even, i don't know it's a little over the even top the, even the italian mob at this point i feel like you're gonna get some guff if if you do that i mean yeah. you, it, it still goes i mean i'm not saying that people yeah. don't do it but russian mob Nobody bats an eye. Nobody's nope. out there saying, like, this is an unfair
2: depiction of Russians. Just do it. Yeah. Okay, so, and the let fact it fly. that he's this John flamboyant involvement notwithstanding, I think this is a what good a movie. Finish, I think Joel. everyone should see it. Jeez. <laughs> Would I interrupt just a real big time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, my bad. I thought you were done. It's okay. He was
1: literally, I,
0: his mouth was still open and moving. I was just saying that I thought he was a good character. I enjoyed it. I, I understand the flimsiness of it, but it was a flimsy funniness that I was totally comfortable with. And He was he was badass when he needed to be. He was flamboyant and silly when it made it just absurd and strange, and I was down with it. I loved the whole nightclub thing. And the, that yeah, that and was, I thought that was funny.
1: What. Uh, the sh- in the climax or whatever, where it's like you can't hear him singing, but you see it, and he's yeah, really, right, and it's like over like good singing. Or whatever. Yeah, I I love that, and I also disagree with both of you hmm. because hmm. I th- I think that he's a more dynamic, fleshed out character than you're giving him credit for because he, he gets, gets though, fleshed out. Even though we don't get a ton of time in his backstory, we understand that like I I mean at this point you can throw in, like, some kind of irrational uh, value of family and blood into, like, any kind of gangster mob mm-hmm. kind of character. And it's like, okay, cool. That's that's ingrained in me at this point. That's I, I'm kind of conditioned to understand that yeah. about, you know, people of that particular lifestyle, at least as portrayed in film. Um, but then also, like, you get this desire that he wants to get out and this confliction of him, like... He's conflicted because he hates his fucking brother.
2: His brother's a, an idiot.
1: But has this, like, you right, know, but it's core still family value. And, but yeah. still his brother. You know, you don't choose blood, whatever. And then he has this other confliction because he's tasked with uh, handling... A this, ton yeah. of... Mu- a metric fuck ton of liquid ca- Just cash. Yeah. Like, pallets of mm-hmm. these mountains of cash. But doesn't want to do it, but has to. And then it's, like, uh, you know, the personal desires versus responsibility and obligation that exists in that character makes him more interesting than just some garden
0: variety. That's a good point. I, and, and I, I don't think you're disagreeing with me as much as helping expand what I was saying, because no, I sure. think it's a funny, well, you did call
1: him flimsy. You called the yeah, character initially. It That's what seems I was disagreeing with. Like a
0: weird, like, okay, he's just this eccentric, strange character. And then you start hearing and what, what it is that he's doing and why he's doing it. And it, and it starts to uh, make a little more sense, but yeah, um, But I agree. I mean, I think he's a little more fleshed out than your typical bad guy in a a film like this. And it it's enough to make you think that he could make another choice when he's presented with it by uh, by Hutch. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk character. But he doesn't. And, you know, but but at least like it seems like, oh, maybe Hutch has actually figured out this guy where he is and what they could do to make a deal and maybe this is gonna, no he does also
1: that yeah. shit was hard when he was holding that bomb or whatever oh yeah other uh, reveal of that it was like right. damn or when
0: he's sitting in there just eating that steak very pleasantly <laughs> as he's
1: having yeah, the he a mean,
0: lot
2: of great style in this film yeah
1: I I, I I think i think overall once this movie like starts which is the bus scene it's just like boom 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 and it it gets a rhythm it has a nice pace to it and it's on beat every step of the way it is a perfectly paced film for what it is it mm-hmm. just is blistering action mm-hmm. as soon as that bus scene happens you're just all, white knuckle along for the ride fucking buckle up we're going yeah. you know and that makes it a very fun viewing experience and i think giving also th- this is one thing i wanted to talk about i'm so glad i didn't forget Bob Odenkirk isn't a he's not like a superhero in this movie. Like he gets fucking stabbed in the first yeah. fight that he has. He gets yeah. hit
2: and winces when he don't see John Cena do that. He gets you know?
1: his ass kicked yeah. Yeah. in that bus fight scene. And I thought it was I liked that the violence went both ways he wasn't just this fucking badass like Fast yes. and Furious style right. superhero. I love Fast and Furious uh, that like never really gets hurt or never really gets hit blocks every single punch yeah. evades every single piece of danger no he gets fucked up right uh, and that made it I don't know and I and I also like that it he he's not like glorified I think in the way that like Michael Douglas is in Falling Down of like a guy who's like fed up and now he's taking the Power back from right. the well, his, the bad people. The, the I mean, he is an
2: everyman, and and this guy just happens to be a trained killer. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What, and, that's, and, that's how you get away from that,
0: right? And Douglas is like this frustrated white sure. male who's you know like his wife's left you know, and it, so he's a, he he, he's, he
2: goes to a bad barber. There's it's a, a lot, bad
0: message. There's a lot more of a social. A commentary there this is just I mean the social commentary here is you know there are these elite assassins that, that maybe exist in some place maybe um, but that they maybe crave to be normal people at times right you're John Wick you're the, you know like they, they don't want to always be in
2: that and yet there's something that just makes them sure uh, drawn. Yeah, it to goes that. back to a point yeah. you attempted to make, but were shot down to do. That <laughs> the, the, he, he moved the needle, and I think the film's saying something. Yeah, don't move the needle that far. Yeah, no matter who you are. Well, that, yeah, don't I think tighten that, yourself that might down. Be part of the to, message there, you know. Yeah, get, get trapped into. Monanta but he still has style. a
0: moral code too, and and I like that. Like it, you know, when he tracks down the people who actually burglarized his house, the actual inciting incident here that leads him on this path. He doesn't use mm-hmm. his skills. I mean, he does, he breaks into they their have an apartment infant, and stuff, yeah. but he takes pity on them even before he knows they have yeah. the infant. Right, he's not there to kill them. He's there to retrieve mm-hmm. a kitty cat bracelet and a watch. But but there is a pent up rage know, inside yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah.
2: he says that in the voiceover right. before the guy. I'm so fucking glad that these guys Which got on the bus. Which was good,
0: and it's funny because the, another point, fuck like you up that that moment of voiceover there. I was questioning it at the time, but I think it was pretty essential to yeah. get to to get us into him making that switch. He wanted to go continue. fuck up his burglars. No, it it just it it's only there. I didn't it's, question
2: it though. I, I didn't think of. No, I didn't he, think about it. He was amped to the point to where he wanted to yeah. release that aggression.
1: Well, no. I, I'm saying that, like, when it like, the fact that it never comes back never really, like,
2: occurs. The voiceover never, yeah, right. But you also see him, like, stretch muscles. I think that scene is like he's stretching the muscles that he hasn't used in so long because he becomes more proficient. And you said this, Carlos, as the film goes on, as those muscles fall into place. All right.
1: And then Christopher Lloyd fucks a bunch of people up with, yeah. <laughs> with Riza. Yeah. What the a great moment
0: with them back to back to back, yeah, and that standing there with the dope. Yeah, and now they're so going
2: dope. down to. Uh, I wish I knew the name of the Mexican village where Dufrain went down. Oh, oh yeah, from Shawshank. Post, <laughs> is that where they're headed? The post-credit sequence. They're headed to. Yeah. What is it's that?
1: The John Wick universe, the Nobody universe, and the Shawshank <laughs> universe they're, are they're all going one. There's about they're to oh, be yeah. a collision. I think they're, like. they're all one. Oh
2: man. Now. Is there about to be a collision of the three of us uh, on on this beer? A lining post, or are we going to be washing the terrible taste of failure from our mouths? I don't think this is failure. What is the ABV on this? Eight, eight something. Yeah, it's right. It's there. Eight point two, and it tricks In, okay, you. 8.2. It tricks don't you. Don't sleep on the point two. Okay, you dance with this beer. It is it, an imperial Berliner. It tricks you because I'm feeling every effect of it right now. I did know. I skipped dinner and realized oh, that no. on the way over here and uh, dinner every time we do this podcast when i get Gosh, a little inebriated, i, inebri and I interrupt that. people david so i'm going to apologize from the bottom of my heart <laughs> it's I'm, fine i'm wasted no no uh, it, it tricks you because it's so <laughs> it's so delicious it's crisp it's so crisp and it makes it so easy it's to pretty drink. sour
0: it's pretty sour it makes it so easy to drink
2: yeah i
0: mean I, i'm enjoying get this the tingies i was gonna I say it's, it's the jaw hinge thing yeah. for you yeah <laughs> i think that um you know if you If you're sensitive to that sourness, this is not going to work for you. Mm, But if you can ride with it, I think with the raspberry, it's interesting how the coffee works in there. I I mean, off
2: the truck, huh? In my opinion, it fell off the truck on the way to my glass. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I mean, it's not profound.
0: In fact, as I was sipping it, I was kind of trying to do the the sort of calculations in my head, like. Is this more of a stout than that last golden stout we had? <laughs> like, there, there's part of me that feels like there is this roast character here yeah. that's it's a sour stout. Yeah, almost, almost a sour not, like golden a, stout, a, a, sour, a sour berry stout, yeah. sour red stout. Mm. I don't know. It's
1: a a sour I, scarlet stout. The alliteration, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the triple
0: that was S. Off the,
2: that was off the top. There, there are three muscles that control the jaw. One of them is a masseter. Okay. Can we work that into some kind of term? Like uh, when those <laughs> sours hit you right in the masseter? Uh, <laughs> the temporalis and the pterygoid, which might be a more fun word to say. Pterygoid. Tingly pterygoid. Uh, <laughs> this,
0: this beer's this got beer's me, give me Give me the pterygoid tingles. The TTs. Sorry, it's
1: PT. Oh, PT. Yes. Oh, it's like pterodactyl with the silent P. I hate that. I do so get to most psychiatrists. The, yeah. the coffee is subtle, but it's but you're there. tasting it. But right? I am yeah. tasting it. Yeah. I think that I taste that first, mm-hmm. and then I get the jaw hinge situation coming in. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know that the actual flavor of raspberry is super prominent. Okay. I mean, it's it's it it too is slightly more subtle.
0: I mean, I'm definitely getting a berry in there. I don't know. I th- I th- I think both flavors are there. For it me. is good though. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it. And it's nicely pterigoidal. Well, there you go. They're There, there's the title of the episode. I'm sure. All right. <laughs> I, it, it, that is incorrect because yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have to learn how to spell. I would have to learn how to spell that, uh,
1: which is a little too much extra research for me. um right. But we have a movie that I am glad we picked, but then also maybe not glad that we picked <laughs> <laughs> it. movie I'm glad we picked, but I'm not glad we picked. As, as in a, as in a, I'm glad that we picked this movie uh, because we have another film coming up in the second half of the episode, uh, from 2013, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that right. is another, that has another vigilante kind of element to it I mean it's kind of a movie about it's about a lot of things I guess but Uh, yeah another vigilante kind of film that is as as as
0: profoundly different different as it could get (laughs) right even with the thematic connection as different as you can get
2: let's hope that our beers are the same thing
0: <laughs> I see what he did.
1: Sneaky bastard. <laughs> had to do it to him. Had to do it to him. Well, we're, I still haven't finished my first beer. I need to finish this.
0: I know you do because we got another beer that's opening up here. We're back from the break. This is Braxton Labs, uh, out of Kentucky. Very exciting. Which I feel like we've had before, but then we just did this last time. <laughs> no, we, this this is a we Braxton. Had before, okay, all right. Um, I don't know what. But I know we have. Well, this is in their Smoothie Sour series. So those listeners who think that we're not drinking beer when we drink Smoothie Sours, I guess we're not having beer right now. But um, this drink that we're having is called Pineapple Mai Tai. It is uh, brewed with pineapple, cara-cara orange, lime, and almond, which I'm I'm excited to find Mm, out what the almond brings to the party here. But I'm just kind of agitating this can lightly you guys have already opened yours
2: uh, yeah i don't think we
1: agitated there we go Try
2: we enjoyed braxton sure. when we did palm springs bingo oh. there we go
1: if braxton is anything like the film palm
0: springs i will thoroughly enjoy revisiting it <laughs> well that, Fuck, that's i exciting. love that movie so much it was a great film great film and uh and perhaps pairing this with another great film we'll find out here in a moment i don't know now
2: oh. Carlos said, it says it talks about a lot of things. We, so we, we, have, we have make, to go it on that rabbit hole. We
1: make,
2: we make it a point, uh,
1: amongst the three of us to, uh, try to discuss as little. Yes. About the films, uh, ahead of time. Oh. It is slightly more of an issue, uh, for David and I, because I am almost guaranteed to see David once a week because mm-hmm. like, he comes by the shop pretty regularly. Um, and it's usually in the weekendish vicinity when we're probably all three of us scheduling times to watch these right. films. Uh, now, David did come in the shop <laughs> and uh, asked me if I had seen any of the films yet, which I hadn't at that point. Um, it was a crazy week for me scheduling-wise, and I was honestly afraid I wasn't going to get both of them in in time. But David said, ah, I watched Prisoners, had kind of a bad day. Watch Prisoners, big mistake. <laughs> it did not that help. That was what I said. <laughs> it did not help. And so, I I have a very distinct memory of this movie coming out. Correct me if I'm wrong, it's post Sicario. No, no, it's pre. It's pre. pre,
0: pre uh, uh, for some reason, I felt like... I, I think Sicario was uh, 2015.
1: For this some is 2013. Reason I felt like I had... Um, yeah not that not that anybody's memory is to be trusted but my memory is all fucked up well here. For we, some reason we just I, watched
0: rashomon we know that, that <laughs> yes. yeah,
1: yeah. uh for some reason i felt like i had seen Sicario, liked it and then was like oh okay prisoners is coming out maybe i'd seen something else from i don't know anyway i do very clearly remember this seeing the wanting to see movie. it like you knew and, that and, and be, okay and this being this like I, mean. I, I, i'm i'm very interested in that mm-hmm. but i didn't realize it's two and a half hours long until you told me that after you know having a rough day you Trudge through a two and a half hour long misery epic yes <laughs> and so i i scheduled it for the i took the morning off today because i i did some traveling this weekend and then i dj for fucking five hours on sunday which like <laughs> sometimes when i book these gigs i'm like five hours is a fucking long time why did i agree that to is this a long time. uh
2: my memory is slightly oh, different oh, was that an interruption uh, no, no,
1: no, I was just going to say that I took I took Monday morning off to kind of to give myself him. some time to rest after having traveled yeah. and worked so much over the weekend, which I normally don't do. And so then that was when I snuck this viewing in, uh, when I had an easy breezy morning off and didn't really have to be at work until the after, late in the afternoon.
2: I remember this movie coming out and getting a very positive critical reception, mm-hmm. but not going to see it because ultimately... Outside of Wolverine, I did not find myself in 2013 to be much of a Hugh Jackman fan. And I'm certainly not, I wasn't in 2013 the Jake Gyllenhaal fan that I am in 2021.
1: You didn't love Bubble Boy?
2: (laughs) No, I mean, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko might have been a Gyllenhaal, you know, eye opener. Mm -hmm. But I, after that, anyway. my son loves this movie, loves it, and recommended it to me over and over and over. So I was glad to tell him that I was finally going to see it. This is my first time to see the movie. Uh-huh wow had you seen it before no okay no the first time for all three of us yes oh fantastic yeah when we were batting these
0: around i was i was happy that you know because we hadn't seen nobody we're talking about what we pair with that right and we knew that there was kind of this just based on the trailer this kind of vigilante element to it this guy taking things into his own hands right and so we thought well what other you know we've done death wish we've done some of these iconic uh vigilante kind of films what would be one that we do well there's Prisoners, it's it's a part of prisoners and Dune's you know, coming out in the not too. There you go, we got Dune later this year. Our
1: first, our first Denny, Villeneuve, yeah, Villeneuve, yeah, I think right. I don't. I, I thought know. we did a
0: rival. I don't know. We didn't. No, we, uh, we
1: did. We didn't because I saw that. Spoiler alert! A uh, little mini review. I uh, saw that long after it came out and was very underwhelmed.
2: Okay
0: yeah haven't seen that one i uh, his films the only ones that i had seen prior to watching prisoners were sicario yeah. and the uh um blade runner 2049 yeah yeah um, which i love the blade which i, I like both those great yeah. I, I i'm a fan of both those films i don't and know about love so it, i I, I had um good reason to believe that yeah. this could be a good film um i don't know that i love hugh jackman but i have found him to be fine, and I think with the right like Logan, I think was a great film, and What's I think. What's with the Hugh Jackman Wolverine? hate? I don't have any hate. I just said I like. What's with Logan? the Hugh Jackman indifference? I mean, I did make the joke a few times in various ways. I haven't ways seen that I yet. was. I, I told Aaron when I put this on. I said, you know, this was recommended to me because we watched The Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should be doing that with their algorithms i was kidding you know but but, um greatest showman i don't really like that but that's i would never in a million years but i don't pin that on him i mean it's you know that that's just but um, so
2: what's the movie about
0: okay so so you have this family that is rocked by the loss of well two families actually two young daughters Mm -hmm. go missing friends you know Families that are friends, these daughters that are friends, these daughters go missing. Um, very quickly, they have a lead. There was this strange Winnebago just kind of parked in the neighborhood, and it's the, the older no, it's from son from the Nomad Land universe, right? The older son has seen it, and so they, you know, they track this down. The police find it. Um, the guy driving it, played by Paul Dano, hmm. he, you know, just acts all strange. drives the tree uh, drives the car into a tree. You know, does this strange... Anyway, so they're convinced this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy. Well, the cops don't really have anything other than this circumstantial evidence to go on, so they have to let him go. Hugh Jackman, playing one of the fathers of the of the families that lost the daughters, decides that that's not good enough and that he needs to take things into his own hands. And so he takes the man who was a suspect, who's been let go... Alex they Jones both. is the character's name. Paul Dano playing Alex him. Jones, <laughs> right? Um, that, that that was hard to get past. Yeah, essentially kidnaps him and no, holds full,
1: full on. Yeah, not him. Full
0: blown kidnap and holds him hostage in this old abandoned apartment building that his that he had grown up in. Um, that he just kind of held him. on to, but then. Doesn't do anything with other than trap people in, I guess. And uh, yeah, what the
1: fuck are you doing with just like? I mean, the property taxes on it alone. At the beginning of the film, it talks about how they're having trouble with money. Yeah. But he's paying property taxes on this decrepit old building.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a good question. Um, so anyway, so so the film is like him trying this to is extract the kind of movie this don't information. Don't ask questions like this about <laughs> <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal playing the detective who's on the case who's not doing enough to satisfy uh, the Hugh Jackman father character, Detective Loki, which has to mean something. That had to have been From a deliberate Norse choice. Norse mythology. Yeah, I mean, Loki's the, the god of what? Uh, mischief and right. I mean, isn't yeah. that because it, it doesn't the, seem to Tom, whatever his name is, Middle, yeah, Hiddleston, Middleton, Hiddleston, Huddleston, yeah. Huddleston, Hiddle- Hiddleston, Hiddleston. Right. Uh, Please put some respect on the man's name. It's Tom Hiddleston. Okay, Huddleston. So we we have this. He's not in this movie. He's in, I wish he was. <laughs> but anyway, so so the basic scenario is you have this, you know, kidnapped uh, potential killer who's being tortured and beaten to get information out of him. Tortured. He, seemingly so, but well, staying tight tightly.
1: What do you mean seemingly so? He doesn't have a lot of
0: reaction. It. I mean, he does and he doesn't. I mean, like, he gets beaten to a pulp and he doesn't whimper. I mean, it's just really odd to see. I don't know. It, it, those scenes are very but, jarring for me to watch. The partly because, water, though. Okay, you hear the screaming through the wall. That's that part's
1: true. fucking rough. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but, but a lot of it that's so unnerving is just that he doesn't react to anything. Like, he just seems dead to any sort of sensory intake. It's yeah. just not happening. It, I mean, other than when he's in the scalding water. Yes.
1: Based on what we learn about him at the end, mm. it makes sense as a oh, defense mechanism. No, I
0: don't... That isn't me saying this character doesn't have some level of you know, realism to it. Cause yeah. when, when you realize what he actually is, what he's a product of, what he's gone it starts through. to make sense yeah. a little bit more, but it is terribly unnerving. I think when oh, you're no, first no, no. introduced Every, to this character,
1: everything about that character. And I'm not like this, like massive, I know a lot, there's a lot of Paul Dano stands out there. Uh, I We've not, talked about this a little I'm bit not, when we did, there will be blood. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not one of them necessarily, but his performance in this film is good to a fault almost because it like you said he i mean he's amazing in this movie and it makes it that much harder to watch yeah as if the film itself was not already difficult to watch based on subject matter and Mm -hmm. like the way that things play out and uh the way that we the audience are shown things in juxtaposition to the like what we know versus what the characters know yeah. also makes it difficult to, you know, kind of unnerving at times as well. Yeah. But watching his performance is like
2: oh, man. Fully agree.
1: He's a tour de force And I mean he's he's just he's I think acting he's, I think his think he's one of a few. Off.
2: I think he's one of a few in this film. I think that oh, the Oh, there's great performances across the board. Film is stellar. The casting was stellar. <sighs> Terrence Jackman Howard does a great job. Uh, you
0: didn't like Terrence Howard, not a Terrence Howard guy. Huh?
2: I'm not really either, but he does a fine job in this. Yeah, film. He,
1: I was going to say he doesn't I, do a bad
0: job. I like him in the right things, and I think he did a pretty good job here. Yeah.
1: He 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 did a fine
2: job. Yeah, he was great in Hustle and Flow, but I don't think I've connected with him. Uh, was
1: he though? Now yeah. this is
2: this oh, is oh, my oh, point of oh, contention. Oh, we'll do
0: Hustle and Flow on another episode, oh. but let's. Let's not go down a...
2: I, I was gonna go down the list though of what makes like the basic foundation part of a film incredible. And the cinematography in this film by Deacons from the very beginning is dreadful tonally surprised to no one that Deakins fucking crushes it. yeah I mean it's just he, he there's a sense of dread in the tone of the film from the very first you know scene It's mm-hmm. very gray.
0: Oh yeah, it's very, blue, gray, drab, gray. very drab, very drab, very overcast. A they, lot of yeah. pouring through a lot of yeah, it. a
2: lot of subtle storytelling through camera Damp. work. Uh, the, the fade in onto the back of Jake Gyllenhaal is a repeat shot through the through the course of the film when he's narrowing down onto some fact that requires action. Yeah, uh, the acting, like I said, is incredible. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is it's this kind of performance. Nightcrawler, Donnie Darko. Uh, that cements just how excellent he is and just how frustrated I get when he tries to do and fails, in my opinion. We've talked about it, the Okja kind of performance, the over-the-top yeah. crazy performance, oh, I, I that like he kind of more or less nails too. in that other film that we talked about, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, I think. Velvet Buzzsaw, I liked a lot. Yeah, like the frantic. He, he nails it yeah. there, but sometimes he can really slip. Um, so so check, 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 check. You know, The script, I think, is phenomenal. So it really gets kind of down to the, into the story itself. and
1: It's a very compelling story.
2: We're seeing parallel world. stories here. The pursuit of justice by two figures. The father, who's going to get justice by torturing... By, any by saving necessary. his daughter. Saving his daughter, certainly. Because <laughs> there's still hope. By that, torturing yeah. the man he knows is involved. Then you've got uh, Loki Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. Um, pursuing it through the procedural manner. With a few bends and twists of you know rules, he doesn't break break. He bends the rules, Um, but then layer upon layer upon layer of new information given. I think in a very well paced out way to where when you get to the ending, that is actually really convoluted when you try to map it out. Mm -hmm. It is very very satisfying. Uh, Did you just say
1: satisfying? Satisfying. Yeah. I'm going to very adamantly oppose okay, that assessment good. finally we got ourselves an episode <laughs> <laughs> the pace of this film is excruciating uh, i didn't bother me but no don't misunderstand me let me clarify that it is excruciating in an intentional way oh, i mean sure. this is a and i've talked about this before a masterclass in building suspense and anticipation and in in, inducing anxiety in an audience. There is no part part of this film that is as good of an example as the very end when detective Loki enters the house of Holly Jones, Alex Jones's aunt. And at this point she's trapped Hugh Jackman in a hole drugged him. (laughs) We know that he still has his daughter or that she still has his daughter alive. And Detective Loki is showing up there, enters the house. We know that she is in the room with the daughter as he enters the house. And we watch him at an agonizing pace very slowly walk through the house, very slowly see the picture of... When time is of the essence. Alex, yeah, Alex Jones's... Mm-hmm. father, Well, uncle, adopted father. Yeah, yeah, adopted father with the maze necklace. And then agonizingly slowly walk through the rest of the house t- looking for uh, holly mrs. jones yeah yeah yeah, holly, yeah yeah
0: yeah um yeah a uh, mrs jones played by melissa leo really well Another really very role well role menacing. menacing yeah uh
1: <laughs> i'm somebody with an anxiety disorder <laughs> uh and i have not you felt, got triggered i have not felt this i mean just i mean my general anxiety level is higher than the average person like baseline uh-huh. and then it doesn't take much for me to get very anxious and like but you also re- a big horror fan but but this moment yeah. is probably the most anxious that i can remember feeling yeah in the la- i mean in a i mean it is just like you're i was a home alone watching this movie going walk Bastard. <laughs> come on my guy like is it ultimately uh, dissatisfying no it's amazing okay. i mean but but it is so uncomfortable yeah there is so much of this movie that is so profoundly uncomfortable that is the intentionally. truth intentionally right? yeah. i mean I, right. and it is a product this of is incredible filmmaking that yeah. it, that's that's what they wanted they wanted right. the audience uncomfortable they wanted the audience anxious and it is pulled off at such a high level of precision. Right. That is, uh, while uncomfortable, incredible to watch.
0: Yeah. No. Th- this is a this is a terribly upsetting film. Uh in it, every it is, way. As I said to you in the shop, I, you know, I had come home after a hard day, commiserated with Aaron about my wife with ha- about having a hard day, and then after the kids go to bed, I put this on. Why didn't I just like. Shoot us. I mean, like, <laughs> there was no reason I had to put us through this torture for two and a half hours. Um, expertly devised torture. It, it, it is very well made. It's great performances. Um, it does not give you any satisfaction. I'm going to go back to Joe. There's a no fucking satisfaction that anybody I, I get out of this film because all it does is show me how fucking horribly situated we all are in our own personal hells that that we exist in we are all fucking prisoners the movie is called prisoners because every fucking person in this film is a prisoner of something most of them literally have been held captive by somebody or something in their lives Mm -hmm. and it has had such a profound impact on them that it has rotted them from the inside nobody in this film escapes alive Everybody hears The Walking Dead at the end of this film.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. fucking
0: bleak. Yeah,
2: because he's going he's <laughs> going to jail when he gets out of the hole. If he gets out of the hole,
0: right? I mean, yeah, we hear the he'll... whistle
2: blow. We do, okay, maybe he's going to figure now, it you out. No, know, uh, has elements... been too tenacious well, okay, to that, not there are solve a couple, that piece. Now, but it, it, I'm saying, he, but, but he doesn't have a bright. The daughter is rescued. Bulk. Although she's comatose in, in a the freaking, wheelchair. chair. Yeah. And, uh she does have a new whistle. Um but you know It's not nothing. Uh, yeah, I I you are absolutely right. The film puts you to the ringer. That's the experience that they're trying to create. Yeah. There are certain kinds of put them to the ringer films that are exceptional and this is one of them. Sure. Uh I think it deserves another viewing to be honest with you. I think that I think that you're rewarded. We've talked about this yeah. many times as a First viewer of the film, you're rewarded with your ignorance, because is Paul Dano the guy? Because right. there's another guy right. Right? There, at the there candle is, There's is a procedural
0: thing. and there's element here. So are where they you beating are up a, a crime.
2: Are they beating up a completely innocent man? But he keeps on whispering little hints and clues every single time that you think he's innocent, which is a device. But okay, yeah. Uh, I, I'm completely going along with it because Paul Dano is doing such a good job, and so is uh, Hugh Jackman. I mean, really, right. this is—I I can't think of a better dramatic performance he's ever put in. You yeah. guys are going to argue Logan, but he does every. No, I mean, does I think that's up film there. But I, this, but this is everyone does a great excellent job. Excellent work.
0: Film. I mean, it, it's yeah, you're
2: right. I mean, he and, and there's a lot of really weird scenes. The snakes in a box scene. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Uh, uh, he's been shot, grazed with a bullet right above his eye. A lot of Busted one eye, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, yeah. and he has and to rush the girl back to the hospital, to the hospital yeah. with blood poured also down her eye. anxiety yeah. inducing, right? You Big figure time. they're
0: going to end up in a car wreck. I and they're was one hundred percent sure yeah.
1: that he was going to die in a car wreck with her.
0: Yeah.
2: In it. Which and, would fit totally perfectly.
0: Perfectly.
1: <laughs> I mean, i I did expect this movie to end bleaker than it did. In the midst of it, I mean, it ends pretty was pretty damn. Bleak, it's pretty bleak, but, yeah. but I expected. I didn't expect both of the girls to make it out alive. Which, well, you know, I don't know. That's true. That's have, true. Been, may that's have true. been better for, but the second after what they had been through. Yeah, the second. I know,
2: right? Second viewing is like the sixth sense is when you get to put all the clues together. I because see. There I are a lot of clues. I and, almost I'm, guarantee I will never go back to this. You won't. You won't. I'm we'll sorry. Like, again,
0: I understand it's, where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but I've gone through the
2: misery ritual. It's two and a half
0: hours. I've had this. I've seen. I've seen. I dude, This no, is like.
2: But I agree with you that the content is okay, what it is. But right. maybe because I wasn't having perhaps as bad a day as you were maybe, when you watched it, maybe. it didn't connect with me in that manner. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really beautiful about Silence of the Lambs. I forgot how graphic it was. You know. Uh, no, but at least there there's we're dealing with adults, and there's something a little and bit twists, uh, yeah, and, and the, and the end know. of the film is a lot more. You mean I'm gonna have a nice friend for an old friend for dinner? It right. like we can leave with a laugh because we admire for whatever reason this horrible horrible character yeah I was curious if we'd get out of the conversation without talking about the religious imagery throughout the film I mean yeah. is it even worth discussing oh I mean and what was the point of the study of the effects of religion on people that's certainly a, a theme of the film in what my did you think of it
1: I mean, I mean religion is somewhat of a prison in and of itself I mean it, you know the way that it affects what? certain groups of people and the way that it
2: Melissa Melissa Leo's family in particular in the film uh, well, when their son gets cancer they go on a war on God I think they call it waging she, a war she says they're God. waging a
1: war against God yeah because uh, whenever they abduct kids it brings out the, the ab- demons the in demons inside the parents, and rots people to their core as
0: it did for them when they lost their child as
2: it, yeah yeah um, which happens to the to Jackman in the film right yeah. he's, he's shown as a devout man. And then, well, and it
0: even happens to Viola Davis. It even happens to Terrence Howard to an extent, right? I mean, they don't go as go, far as he does, right. yeah. but
2: they are but definitely they're complicit, they're complicit well, and they say we will be complicit, but we're not going to be involved.
1: We'll we'll allow it to right. happen. We're but not we going to help him do it, but we're right. letting him do
0: it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. even though Terrence Howard did actually help him for a little while, you yeah. know. But yes, that that's
2: yeah. I, I mean. I think I, I think it's one of the prisons i the, yeah. I think the filmmaker's clearly saying that can be a prison, yeah, what can faith religion oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh the idea of putting rules on a higher power and then right. having to follow those rules, how far will you go and 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 deny your own ethics that have you know that you're Right. Being, another
1: another part of uh because he knows
2: he's doing wrong, he knows he's doing wrong. He a but he's, man? yeah, but he's going to do whatever it takes for a ultimate goal that's different than
1: well. When you put someone at their end of the, at the end of their rope, right. what are they to do other than you know go to the extremes? Uh, another part of this film well, that was particularly anxiety inducing was whenever he goes over the second time. Once he realizes, based on what Joy has said, mm-hmm. uh, that they were being held. At Mrs. Jones'
0: house Right You were there
1: Uh, Yeah You think Which I I I didn't quite understand that at first Yeah I was like What? uh, What? i was kind of i was kind of almost expecting like a split
0: personality kind of situation you know for a split for a split second i had the same thought yeah. where i'm like oh shit has he been keeping them captive in the same building in like another unit and we yeah. just haven't been seeing that yeah but then i was like oh wait no he went to their house and yeah. he was yeah uh but well, when he's that there would have sucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i'm glad it didn't badly. go that
1: route uh it would have been a hereditary situation where it was so good up until a point. The,
0: uh, <laughs> any chance to shit. On you got to fi- you find your way to work in Ari. You
1: love him. I you love, love him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, whenever he goes back to the house a second time and you know, she's like trying to put, she's like, you know, and I just, the whole time I was just like, he's, you, you got to do something guy. You got to do something. You got to make some move. You got to do something. I mean, after everything that he's done, it seems like someone in his situation would understand like, I can either like, and you know, obviously I'm not saying that like I would have done this or I have any idea fucking (laughs) what, but it just seems like in the context of the film, like he's already almost beaten somebody to death. He's Uh tortured somebody within an inch of his life. If he does get out of it and they find that guy, like he's going to jail. Yeah. Like he's basically where his daughter is. He just doesn't know exactly where she is. And this, small old woman is holding a gun to huge jacked man's hand this man is jacked like he is shredded to yeah. the core like a quick move where maybe you get shot in the shoulder or something but you can still easily overpower her or even when he's being put in the car hit her with the psychological twist and be like when she says that her husband went missing to be like i've seen your husband yeah, yeah i know what happened to him right what the fuck's up now yeah like, and he does nothing no after the whole movie well, and that I mean that whole part I'm just sitting there waiting, and that scene goes on for a very long time. I'm
0: kind of glad they didn't let him get away there. I mean, not glad, but I think it would have i th- as as terrible as it was, as much as I didn't like living through watching this movie, I think it ended the way it needed to it okay. it it needed to leave me with that kind of unsettled feeling. I,
1: I, I agree with you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I wish I would have happened it, that it would have happened another way. But I am saying that in that moment, you wanted, the you anxiety were, you know, and dread that yeah. I am feeling, because I'm looking at him and I'm going, dude, yeah. do
2: anything. Right. Like, he drank the Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, so, you, what did you think, though, David? I mean, were you able to power through and? Put your film critic hat on and still find some merit and awesomeness yeah. I mean, there. I think
0: it, I think it's a well-made film. Yeah. I I'm, I mean, I recommend it if you if you're in the mood for something this dark and disturbing. I think go for it. Absolutely. I I think this is a well-made film. I have very few issues. The, I did want to mention, you know, the, I think there's a little bit of looseness with the Loki character where. <laughs> I mean, I kinda like that he's a mystery, but it's just it it was weird to me how easy it was for him to just enter places and to move through spaces without ever being detected and like he was just like able to go. He could walk right in and nobody ever seemed to bother. He like he goes in the basement with no stairs. Oh well, yeah, I'll jump right down. I'm you know, like That was another there- scene where I'm like
1: Call for (laughs) backup.
0: There you go. There you go. My
1: guy, what are you doing? Okay,
0: there you go. So that that I I should have written all this stuff down because there were so many moments where there were moments. What are you doing? Where I had those kind of problems where I'm like, but but once I got I guess acclimated to that just being part of his character that he was a detective who. Saw no limits to where he could <laughs> enter insane. and what he could do. Then I guess I do. Okay, fine. Well he once just, he
2: saw the guy seemingly dead on the floor, he could enter the premises. Well,
0: passed out.
2: I mean, he but was, once he learned he was passed out, now yeah. let me do at, a full search. At of the first, home. it
0: looks like a dead body, so that's probable cause. Like. I thought he was passed out from the get go. No, I
2: thought uh, I thought
0: he was because there dead was at all the, there was all the empty like uh, I booze didn't know, yeah, bottles. I didn't Did right? you right. see that through that the until window? He noticed that. Yeah, there was an empty whiskey okay. bottle on the night on the I mean, table. I don't know. I ba- thought it was a passed out dude. Based on the way it plays out, you
1: see Loki discover the bottle once he's in the house. Yeah, like right. he looks at it as if he's seeing it for the first time. He's like, "Oh, this explains it," because he hears him snoring or whatever. But yeah. It,
0: It worked Well, what the filmmakers were trying to do worked for me. I thought, sure, it's fine. I just, you know, if I had a hang-up, it was I I wasn't boiling
2: in depression when I watched it, though. (laughs)
1: No, and I wasn't boiling
0: in depression, but this just did not help with a bad day. I mean, (laughs) I wasn't
1: either, at least more so (laughs) than... It
2: wasn't an ice bath.
0: At least more so than normal. I I mean, I'm
1: constantly boiling in a little bit Uh, of depression, (laughs) but I
2: mean... just uh, a, a small simmer a small other, simmer. <laughs> I'm simmer, I'm
1: simmer I'm constantly simmering in depression I'm gonna tell my therapist that
0: next yeah. time yeah uh, a couple other small points that I think you know if we're gonna say like the screenplay is airtight not quite no. I mean there's there's some it's weirdness good. there with the timeline when Loki goes to see Mrs. Jones in the midst of that evening where they've just uh, you know arrested Alex and they're questioning him and he's mm. questioning him and then he just like shows up and starts sniffing around the property and it's like would he really be going to his house that casually that quickly like what is that three in the morning that he's showing up there at that point and i mean so there were some weird things there you're you're absolutely
2: correct but i didn't even give a thought when i was watching also it didn't
0: bother you guys that like she drives his truck into the woods out back they didn't fucking look in the backwoods behind the house to see if this guy's truck or anything was back there i mean when they we don't know how far she drove it I know but she can't have driven it. I mean she's no. an old woman. She she wouldn't have walked 5 miles in the woods back She seems the house. fairly able-bodied. She's okay. Uh, now you just told me that Hugh Jackman could have taken her down with like a wink of his eye. Well, that come doesn't on, mean man. that she can't walk.
2: No. She <laughs> was come waiting on. for She wasn't
0: limping around in a cane. Uh, but but my was point waiting
2: is, for uh, Hugh Jackman to the claws the to claws. come yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my point That's what I'm is waiting for in every the, movie.
0: When they're excavating the land and they're like digging through frozen soil, you're for telling sure. me they didn't comb the woods at some point? 100%. just to
1: see if there was 100 and to joe's point that was why i didn't like the greatest showman because i was waiting for the claws to come <laughs> out during the musical number. no but to your point david i had a i had a hang up in the exact same place yeah but a very different one uh, okay to me if you are law enforcement entering a place where you know that children have been hidden and held hostage you look under everything Including an old car that looks like it hasn't moved. In R- decades. There you
0: go. There you, you go. You look
1: sure. fucking yeah. underneath the car, my guys. Yeah. Like, what the
0: fuck is wrong with you? It takes. You have the car towed off. You have it lab. It you, takes. You're looking for. It um,
1: takes little to no effort to squat down and look blood. under it. Is there something under there? Yeah. What is this car?
2: Okay, what, I'll give you that one. Like what yeah. the
0: fuck? No.
1: It, but you're again, digging up frozen soil. You didn't look under
0: the car. <laughs> again, I love. The, narratively what that does it keeps him trapped there you hear the whistle blow you have loki in the backyard a bit of ambiguity now now i'm glad you brought up the whistle because the
1: whistle made me wish that i had seen it in a theater because at home without any kind of crazy dolby 5.1 surround sound system or anything i just read the subtitle Uh whistle blowing i didn't hear it until like the third or fourth whistle the first two times it happens the only reason i knew that any whistling was occurring was because of the subtitles
0: Cause oh, it was very, very interesting. I, I didn't have subtitles. I heard it, but yeah, I always have I? subtitles. Well, always. But great film, Joe. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I you, I feel like you. I'm not saying this film is bad. Sorry, I'm you saw it
2: under such poor. Anybody conditions.
0: Who wants to see it. But honestly, even if I was in the best mood of my life, this is this is a film that puts me into a headspace that I'm not looking to get into very often. It isn't. I mean, wildly depressed. Listen, I have an eight year old and an eleven year old daughter. And the idea of them just like walking 10 feet from my house and getting kidnapped, that freaks me the freak out. And it's not the kind of freaked out I like being because I know it's so improbable that something like that is going to happen. And you don't have a basement full of lie. And I don't have a basement full of lie. I'm not a prepper. Um, All right. But well-made film, just a really rough film. If you're going to watch it, folks, go into it with open eyes. Know that this thing is... is going to take you down a peg tonally. It's going to shift you into a pretty dark space. Yeah, it's fucking dark. on purpose. Yeah, you got to be ready for that. It's not... But I really appreciate, especially the way it complements a film like Nobody, where we're sort of reveling in this fighting back and all that goes Mm -hmm. on with the vigilanteism of you know, the Hutch Mansell character right. in, uh, in Nobody, we don't get any of that yeah. with, with Hugh Jackman, right? I mean, like, he's tough, he's able, he's even really smart and clever at times, but none of it pays off the way you want it to. <laughs> it, yep. I mean, other than his daughter getting
2: rescued, but... Yeah, yeah. we should have uh, done Ransom with Mel Gibson. well another time another time maybe no mel gibson (laughs) (laughs) maybe not
0: (laughs) so live without
2: that okay so the smoothie pineapple mai tai did it get us there in a depressing way or a very exciting (laughs) way quite the opposite i mean this is as far from a depressing beer
1: as I you know. can get. It's very fruity, it's lively, it's, it's tropical. It's a Mai Tai. It's I mean, very it's, tropical. I mean, this is out-by-the-pool type beers, and there has never been a film that is so far removed from being out by the pool. I know. A good time. Uh, it's not as smoothie as maybe some other things that we've right. had. So That's a good point. If, if, there ever, if there was going to be any criticism of it, it would be that. Yeah, it's not chunky. Uh, just don't call it smoothie.
0: I, there's definitely you can call it pineapple. There, there's more my body to everything. it than your typical fruited sour, yeah. so I'm I, I, I appreciate that they're at least alerting me to that. But I agree, it's not like a straight up fruit puree kind of situation. Like we have
2: a lot of smoothie sours. Yeah, it's very, it's very refreshing good. and very very easy to drink. In my um, what's the one, Carlos? That you don't like the flavor? That you just don't like cherry in beer. Typically, no. Yeah, I don't like there pineapple some... in life. The the flavor of it. I know. I can drink a Mai Tai if you you hand me one. I'll enjoy it. But to eat a plate of pineapple really would not be the most pleasant (laughs) thing that I could do.
1: I have to be honest. I am distraught by this news. Everyone's different. But uh, this, though, is not
2: so pineapple pineapple over the head that I I was looking for more after I had my portion. It was fantastic. Nice. Yeah, it's very good. Good yeah, job, Brax. Joe's been rattling. You say it doesn't cans. go well,
0: but it did help buoy my spirits yeah. a little while. Good, yeah, this for, good. 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 for sure. Good, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought I, I thought the beer was great, and as depressing as it was, I thought the movie was great. I mean, there, I mean, there really are these movies that are so dark and so difficult, but are very good that you watch
0: once. Yeah.
1: Nobody's casually popping in. Gaspar knows irreversible.
0: No but it's, no. a,
1: it's a well-made film. It's a well-acted film. It,
2: in the bedroom, I'd give you. It's
1: devastating yeah. in well, every way.
2: Yeah, Watched it one time. I don't intend on watching there that again. Yeah,
1: There, there, there are, are those films. There
0: are go a around lot the of circle, David. Films, Come on, you know? hurry. You're on the spot. I mean, th- those are both good ones, but I mean, probably Antichrist. I don't need to see that again, probably. But uh, I've seen that one I, more than
1: once, but well, it's, it, it's been six years since I saw it, sure. and that, I own that, it.
2: The one that I mentioned a couple times on the show with uh, Corey, Affle- uh, Casey Affleck, uh, Manchester, Manchester by the, the sea. sea, that one is just designed to wring out as much human drama yeah. and and despair as possible. I found. Yeah. 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 There's a market for those, I guess. Well, <laughs> and it's,
0: I think those are important things to, to touch upon when we're telling stories. Ooh. I mean, this like I said, I, I think that the pairing we did this week film-wise was a good one because it, it, it helped uh, bring us... Me down a peg when it, like, when I'm on that vigilante action high, I probably need a film like Prisoners to take me down and be like, mm, Yeah, but you know what really happens there when are people start? To, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it is like we said,
1: it is the exact opposite part of the spectrum.
2: If yeah. I walked into that bus to kick some ass, I'd probably be more likely at the end of it to be shot in the leg down the a hole in the, with a car over me than the way Bob Odenkirk.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Right. That's probably my case too, yeah. I'm gonna kick here <laughs> and then <I'd, laughs> be yeah. in an ambulance. Yeah. There you go. Everything okay? Yeah,
1: my notes app isn't responding. Uh-oh. And that's where all of my oh, the, stuff for the sign okay. off is. I usually just open the notes app and uh it shows up. Well have you had anything from either of these breweries? These breweries being McKellar Brewing Company out of uh, San Diego and then Braxton Labs, good friends in the show. Out of, out, <laughs> of uh, out of Kentucky, yeah. Out of Kentucky. And have you seen either of these films? It seems like, based on just the people I've talked to, that nobody's kind of hot on the list of yeah, movies. Yeah, it's doing yeah. pretty it well. And it was a
2: 20, $20 price tag. I like to throw that in there. Like it People was. are willing to spend that 20 bucks on a movie that's got a lot of buzz.
1: I watched it unbeknownst to me until earlier today, I watched it last night as per the recording of this podcast. Uh, uh, didn't know my wife fell asleep during it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you could fall asleep during nobody. I know. Um, have you seen either of the films? Uh, if you have, please let us know. You can join in on uh Put, you can give your input on the conversation that we just had on social media. You can find us on all your favorite platforms uh, Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer and a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer and a Movie TX, uh, Beer and Movie Podcast.com has you know, links to list all of the past episodes, including our highly regarded Kurosawa episode that finally happened. Um, and I think in a rare turn for us, we did not at any point during this recording mention that we have a Patreon. No uh, we, didn't. we right. didn't even uh in passing, but check that out. Patreon.com slash beer in a movie podcast. For five dollars a month, you get a free bonus or not a free. For five dollars a month you get a <laughs> yes. you bought your you way bought, to a, You bought your way an extra episode. A bonus episode every single week. God, I am just outside my That's mind right, all right now. Man. Uh I usually do these outros so well. I know, Um, yeah. You get a free episode... Fucking fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) For $5 a month, you get a fucking bonus episode every week. Jesus H. Christ. Uh, uh, The whole notes app thing fucked me up. Uh, You get a bonus episode every week. You can donate less if you like and just feel like you did something good, or you can donate more than the $5 a month and really show us that you got it like that, and you still get that bonus episode every single week. And do not forget that in the bonus episodes it's not just movies it's not just beer it's all sorts it's of all stuff of we talk it's about everything i'm gonna we shit about, on the nanny i'm gonna talk about uh,
2: netflix <laughs> password requirements mm. <laughs>
1: okay. okay a really sizzling hot topic for this week's <laughs> bonus episode um this has been a exciting and then depressing episode <laughs> of beer <Mirror> in the
0: movie <laughs> until next time there are three types of people who as you say flash cheese people who don't know any better people who are seeking to intimidate and people like me who wish with every fiber of their being that someone would try to take it from them